Hi, I'm Brenda and you're listening to the Little Kingdom Warriors podcast, where we help our kids discover God through play. Are you overwhelmed by the weight of your never-ending list of things to do, but desperately want to invest in your kids' faith life? Are you tired of the same old colouring sheets and seemingly lifeless Bible stories that you're even struggling to sound enthusiastic about? Well, I'm here to help. I'm a lover of all things creative, an ex-primary school teacher turned stay-at-home mum and follower of Jesus. Let's walk this path together and transform our kids' lives with new and exciting ways to explore the Bible and help them become God's little kingdom warriors. We might not have it all together, but with God, and maybe a strong coffee or two, we've got this. Friends, today we are going to be delving into three mistakes you're probably making when talking to your kids about God and what you can do to solve these problems. We will be getting into the common mistakes we often make as parents when trying to talk to our kids about the Bible or God. So let's get into it. Um, Mistake number one. We ask yes or no type questions to gauge understanding and this is so easy to do. How many times have you asked your child something and they clearly didn't know what on earth you were talking about, but they just answered, yes. Something that I've realized that I really need to do with my kids is to ask open-ended questions. Just tonight, we were sitting reading a story about when Moses parted the Red Sea and Lily was convinced that they were making a house because she was just looking at the pictures where it looked like the sea was parting and for some reason she thought it looked like a house. So she clearly was not taking in anything that I was saying and that story was a little bit over her head. So I really had to ask some pointed questions to gauge her understanding and if I'd just simply said, do you know why he parted the sea? She probably would have just said, yes. So some examples on how we can ask open-ended questions would be, say for example, we are reading something about Noah's Ark. It might be easy to ask, do you understand why God flooded the earth? Instead, we could actually say, why did God flood the earth? And then if that question is too hard for them, then really break it down even more to try and lead them to the answer. So we could break it down into a few different steps. And I find particularly for younger kids, this is so important to do. It's so easy to just sort of ask one overarching large question that they don't really understand. So for my kids, I'd probably ask something like, so just to give you a little bit of context, Lily at the moment is about three and a half. So of course, if your kids are younger, you might need to break it down a little bit. And of course, if they're older, you could maybe make it a larger, more complex question. So an open-ended question that I might ask to Lily would be what was happening in the world that made God sad? And then after she asked that, I might say something like, how did God feel? What did he do next? And why did God tell Noah to build the boat? And those sorts of questions can just sort of help to um, pull out an answer and to gauge really where your child is at to give you more of an idea of what you need to build on as well. Mistake number two that I think that we often make as parents is we use words they can't understand or we use Christianese and that is such an easy trap to fall into. Particularly when we're having conversations all the time with other Christian adults, it's so easy to accidentally let these Christianese type words slip into our vocab with our kids. And of course, they don't always know what those mean. 
Sometimes I am blown away with how much Lily understands and then there's other times I realise how we slip into Christianese without even meaning to. So the reason I'm, I keep bringing up Lily is that my little boy Hugh, he is um, just over a year and a half so he's really not at that stage where I can talk a, a huge amount about God. We're really at the basic, really basic stages with him. So particularly with toddlers, we need to dial it right back. Remember that we are laying the foundations of the house and they are pretty simple. You don't start talking about what colour curtains, for example, that you're going to put in a house until you've actually laid the slab. So if we compare that to going through a biblical concept, we really need to work on the fundamental aspects of the Christian faith and how we can simplify it for our kids before we go into the nitty gritty and the complex stories and what God did here and what God did there and why he did this. We need to work on the foundations before we really get into the nitty-gritty of it all. So as a practical example of how I have simplified something for my kids, I rephrase the word sin and instead I say naughty things. I find that the word sin is not something that my kids can understand yet, but when I say When we do naughty things, we need to say sorry to God. It makes so much more sense to them. Obviously, in time, with repetition and with explanation, after I use the word sin, they're going to be able to grasp that word and then I can just use the word sin instead. In time, we can build on their knowledge about God and it doesn't have to remain simple. And of course, it's going to gain complexity over the years, similar to a house. And likewise, their faith will deepen as their knowledge expands. Mistake number three that we make is we move on to new topics too quickly. This probably stems from my background as a teacher. But one thing that I really learned whilst teaching is how concepts need to be revisited over and over again. And then maybe over again, again, in a variety of different ways before children really, truly understood them. The same concept applies to the Bible and to learning Bible stories and Bible concepts, particularly in the younger years when, you know, we've got two and three-year-olds and even into the early primary school years, we need to pull right back before we start ploughing through things too quickly. I had to laugh at my husband Danny when he was reading Lily a Bible story the other night and it was obvious that he was very keen to get on with it so he could go and sit and relax and lie down and watch some TV. But Lily, of course, as she always does, has a thousand and one questions. Obviously, it makes it pretty hard to read a Bible story when there's someone constantly asking questions but of course, it's important to be able to ask those questions so that Lily can gauge her understanding and to work out what the story actually means. Something as a little side note that I've found that is quite helpful with a toddler that is asking a heck of a lot of questions is to say, all right, if you can just put your hand on my arm when you've got a question, which will often happen straight away as soon as you start reading, and just wait to the end and then I can ask your question, answer your question. That's definitely helped us. To give an example on how I really tried to saturate my kids in a concept so to speak, is to explore the topic in a variety of different ways. So something that you may have seen if you have been following me on YouTube is we did Noah's Ark. We used magnetic tiles and we created a little magnetic tile Noah's Ark. But that was not the only thing we did. 
So we explored the concept of Noah's Ark in a huge variety of different ways and going through Noah's Ark itself, we've probably sat on that top topic for um, months actually. Um, not that we can't go on and move on to other things, but it's uh, one of those favourites that we just like to keep returning to. So a few of the different ways that I explored Noah's Ark with Lily was we read a really beautiful book that we were gifted for, I think it was for Christmas, for Lily, and there was a corresponding puzzle that went along with that. That's a great activity that you can do while you have a audio book on Noah's Ark going in the background, and I've got a beautiful one that I came across by Car Ride Stories for Gigi Kids, and they have a lovely little episode that's perfect for younger kids, which really brings it to life. That's a nice one that you can do. We also read the story in a story Bible book and it's worthwhile going through a few different ones. So we've got a beautiful one that's got some really realistic pictures. I've also got one that's got more cartoon star pictures, but just going through different ones because sometimes they'll tell the story in a different way. I find that's pretty useful as well. So to wrap up, let's just quickly go over the main points today. Number one, we need to ask open-ended questions with our kids rather than the yes-no style questions. Number two, we need to simplify the way we speak to our kids and ask to check if they actually understood what we said instead of plowing on with a topic. Number three, saturate yourselves in a topic. Don't move on too quickly. Remember, it takes a long time to build a house. Thanks so much for listening. I just want to give you a little reminder to sign up for my email list. I send out downloads for all my YouTube tutorials to my email subscribers. Show notes will have all the links that I've mentioned in this podcast episode. And also, I would love it if you could come and share with me what you thought of the episode and if you have also had similar struggles. Until next time, take care and God bless. Hey friends, if this podcast encouraged you or made an impact on you in some way, I would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review to help other people find my show. Don't forget to click subscribe so you are the first to know when a new episode airs. Hop on over and join my free Little Kingdom Warriors Facebook community, which I will link for you in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. I'll see you next time.